connect with people and people will like you. Realize that people who connect with you will help you because they like you. There's actually, there's nothing wrong with that. I keep saying that. It sounds like you're doing something evil by getting people to like you. There's nothing wrong with being friendly and getting people to like you. Okay? You continue to be your excellent self at the office and you'll just have more cards in your favor. That's it. Welcome to Management Material. My name is Katherine Vanderlaan. I started my career at the bottom as an assistant and worked my way up to become the boss's boss in eight years. And man, I love management. If there's anything I've learned, it's that what got you to where you are now won't get you to where you want to be. This is a podcast for top performers who also want to be amazing managers. I've coached lots of talented people into their dream jobs as managers. I challenge the way they see the world and say what they don't necessarily want to hear. You see, management is all about leadership. The best managers were leaders long before they had any direct reports. Management material is all about getting you from where you are now to that coveted seat in the corner office. Let's turn you into management material. Welcome to Management Material episode 20. So here we are. It is mid-October or early October by the time this comes out. It's getting cold. We are preparing for Halloween. My son, we got him a, a Halloween costume and he's really excited, but we had to hide it from him at the top of our closet behind things because he was wearing his really fun-looking Spider-Man costume a little bit too often and we were afraid he was going to rip it like most three-year-old boys do. So uh, so we had to hide it. And now every single day he asks, when will I get my Spider-Man costume back? When can I wear my Spider-Man costume? And the answer every day is on Halloween. On Halloween, kiddo, you can wear your Spider-Man costume later. Anyway, so uh, just like a little kid who can't let things go, we are going to go into one of these unconscious biases today that people just seem to, to not be able to let go. It seems to be that that corporate America is run off of this bias. And you might be wondering, what is it? What are we talking about? The affinity bias. So in this episode today, I want to talk to you about using this unconscious bias to your advantage. And then when you get into a a more senior position, when you have a little bit more power or you're making decisions and influencing hiring decisions or, or project decisions, you make sure that you know the affinity bias and you don't let it affect you and, and make you make bad decisions for the company or for yourself. So let me, There's the, let me go into what this is. The affinity bias is when basically it's people you like, you help people you like, people we connect with get farther. So when you personally connect with another person, you start to like them more. And when you start to like those people more, then you want to help them. You want to be around them. Uh, you consider them your friend, you want to help them get farther, and you start to think that, you know what, everything they touch turns gold. 
and they're pretty good people, so we should hire them. We should promote them. We should help the people that we like, regardless of their work quality. Do you see where I'm going with this? You might have noticed in your office or, or in different companies you've been in, people get promoted because they're liked, not because they do a good job. That's the affinity bias at play. So here we are. You're listening to the, this podcast, presumably because you want to be thought of as management material. Well, being thought of as management material is really, I mean, that is getting people to think highly of you and to think that you can do the job as a manager. The most companies that I've seen or, or been in inside or, or talked to people about, they are run on this affinity bias. So not every company, some companies are, are pretty data-based, but even when they're data-based, they make these gut decisions and gut decisions are ruled by unconscious biases. So how can we take advantage of this? And then how can we make sure to educate other people so it doesn't happen? We in American com- culture, we want things to be a meritocracy. We want our good work to be then recognized and rewarded. We want to climb the ladder based on our effort and our outcomes instead of how likable we are. Well, that's just not how it works, is it? I mean, I, I've, I watched Mad Men. I've been part of companies. I've seen the TV portrayals. They're, they're not terribly exaggerated, believe it or not. So you know what? Let me tell you a story. When I was a product manager, new to a company just a few months in, I, I had this marketing manager who was great, excellent. And within a few months, he moved to a new list and I got paired with somebody who was semi-junior who I was told would only spend half time on my list. So, so okay. Here I am and I meet him for the first time. I'm not going to name him. Let's call him George. And uh, I thought he was a pothead. <laughs> I thought, you know, he wore the, these like baggy, grungy clothes in the office. I thought he was lazy and, and checked out and he, he just kind of dressed like a stoner. And so, you know, I, I thought, all right, well, we probably don't have very much in common and I'm, I'm ambitious. I want to do well. I really have goals that I like to hit and set and I'm motivated and it, I, we, I just felt like we were opposites. Well, he had a boss who I really got along with. She and I spoke about it and she spoke to him and, and he and I had this like, <laughs> had a bit of a, not an argument, but I was getting annoyed. So I decided to just tell him what I thought, which I don't recommend. He and I, it doesn't always work out by the way. Don't always just go in, you know, swing in to tell people what you think. Think through <laughs> your delivery. So he and I talked a bit about it. And, and I said, do you smoke pot? And he was like shocked. And he, he said, no, no, I don't. Why? Why do you ask? And I said, because you look like a pothead. You look like a stoner. And that's the vibe you're giving off. And I don't appreciate it. Well, I'll tell you what, that was a little bit of a wake-up call to him. He 
he started dressing differently. And, and since we were being honest with each other, we started getting to know each other a little bit more and realized that we actually had a lot in common. We were both kind of driven. We both had blind spots in terms of dress and how we presented at the office. We both, you know, we wanted a lot of the same things. And as I got to know him more, I started to like him more. And as I got to like him more, I started to want to help him. And to this day, he and I have become friends and have helped each other. Now that, I'll say, that is a good outcome of the affinity bias. And that is also showing you kind of the the horns effect. So I didn't realize how great of a marketing manager he was because I didn't like him. Now, the horns effect is is letting something you dislike about a person color their whole being. I thought because he didn't dress the way that I expected a marketing manager to dress because he didn't present as a professional, that he was actually really bad. But that couldn't have been more wrong. He was an amazing marketing, marketing manager, still is. And I had to learn to look past how he looked and judge his his skill and his actual work instead of how he presented. So let's turn this on its head. The other guy, he presented very well and everyone liked him. And so they wanted to help him and what it did. And and I'm sure you can think of people in your office like this as well. When people, when you like people, you kind of start not to think about the quality of their work you start to think about how affable, how much, you know, how much fun they are to be around. Um, and, and you just, you just kind of give them, give them a little bit more rope than you would anybody else. I shouldn't use that phrase. You give them a little bit more leeway than other people because you like them. How about what if you were to become that person? What if you were to be the person that people like so that you can get promoted, so people will rally around you, and so that you can get a little bit more leeway so you can you can take on the projects that will get you that promotion. Don't worry, you'll still develop the skills. But what would happen if you turned around and put a little bit more effort into getting people to like you so you could activate their affinity bias get promoted faster, and then make sure that when you're in a position where you are influencing hiring decisions or you're influencing project decisions, that you keep in mind your affinity bias. You know, who do you like? Who are you giving more credit to than than they deserve because you like them? And, you know, and, and take a step back, recognize the bias you have, and try to take that out of the equation. If you want to be a people manager and you're currently struggling with a micromanaging or misguided manager or no recognition or visibility for the amazing work you're doing, you're unsure of your next step. Maybe you don't know how to network while remote or you don't know your blind spots. You don't know what's holding you back or you have a lack of confidence. 
check out Aspiring Managers Group Coaching. We're starting a group just for people who are working to become people managers and need some guidance or mentoring to get there. Your manager isn't going to give it to you. You've tried. This group is called Aspiring Managers Group Coaching, and it's by application only. We only accept people we know we can help. If you're someone who has the drive to become a people manager, you're stuck and need some help figuring out your blind spots, apply now. My goal is to get the right people into management positions, people who care about people and will really make a difference in corporate America. If you're someone who needs to build confidence, communication skills, learn more and apply now at saverstreet.com backslash AMGC. That's saverstreet.com backslash AMGC. Okay, let me give you an example. Let's say you're, you're hiring somebody and you have two people in front of you and on paper, on paper, one of them looks very accomplished, right? She, she has been, you're hiring a a senior marketing manager. She's been a marketing manager for six years. She has doubled the profits in her portfolios year over year for the last four years. I mean, that's an incredible accomplishment. Anyone who's there really should, should teach other people. So, you know, and, and you talk to her and she's, she's just very cut and dry. You know, she, she talks to you, you know, she tells you the facts. She just seems like she's all business and you're having trouble connecting. Then you talk to another person and she comes in and on paper, she's been a marketing manager for two years. She came up, she was a marketing coordinator and then an associate marketing manager for a year and then a marketing manager for another year. And now she's coming and being interviewed for a senior marketing manager position. And when you talk to her, she's super captivating. You talk to her and you just want to spend more time with her. You connected right away and you just love this person. Well, when you get out of that, out of that interview and you talk to other team members, they had the same experience. That first person, yeah, on paper, she looks incredible, but she was kind of, she was, she seemed a little hard to communicate with. She was hard to work with. She seemed pretty cut and dry, very business. I'm not sure she'd be a good fit for our team. And then the other person, well, yeah, she might not have all the same qualifications and the same, same accomplishments, But, oh man, she'd be so fun to have on our team. She seems like a great culture fit and I really like her. And, you know, do you see where this is going? Which one of these people do you think would be better for the company and better for the team? Probably that that person with six years experience who has incredible accomplishments Communication can be worked on, even in a marketing manager. Communication can be learned. And that cut and dry nature or, you know, communication in in an interview, that could have just been her nerves. She could really want the position and she could really help that company. The other person, they probably got those promotions. They might have gotten those promotions, not based on their accomplishments because there weren't that many but because of their affable or, you know, the affinity bias because of how likable she was. So do you see where this is going? Be the second person and still have your accomplishments, build your accomplishments 
and then recognize when you're in a position to hire the first person. Okay? So do a little bit of both. And it's not hypocrisy. Getting people to like you is not a problem. It's only hypocrisy if you're not also working for those achievements. If you're not also trying to be the best employee, the best person on your team, always be excellent in your work, in your work ethic, in how much you learn, what you do at work, how you operate on your team. Always try to improve yourself and be excellent in your outcomes, keeping the end in mind and keeping your priorities straight. But there's no no harm in also being likable. It'll get you real far. So let's talk about some of these some of these objections that I hear. I, I don't want to open up at the office. I don't want people to know about myself. My work is just my work. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, a lot of people operate that way. They come to work, they're a different person than they are at home. I don't operate that way. I am my same person at home as I, as I am at the office. Now there's a little bit more restraint at the office. Sure. I don't, you know, I don't cry at the office and I might cry a little bit at home. Actually, I do cry in coaching sometimes when something great happens or, or I learn something I wasn't expecting, then I do cry a little bit, but you know, it, it, you, you can keep that separation and still, still use the affinity bias to your advantage. So ask people about themselves. The most captivating person in the room usually speaks the least because what they're doing is they're asking other people about themselves. They're making friends by making connections, by asking the other person to do the talking. So you don't have to open up that much, but you do have to engage. Uh, Some people might say, I don't care if people like me. Well, then you don't care to get promoted, do you? So start working on getting people to like you. That's it. Now, the introverts out there, and I'm one of them, might say, I I don't know how to connect with people. I'm not good at it. You seem engaging. You're good at this. You're natural. I'm not. I'm not. So if, if you don't know how to connect with people and you're not good at it, The only way to get good at it and the only way to figure it out is to do it. So start connecting with people. If you are currently remote, that might mean attending a few of those awkward Zoom happy hours, going and engaging people in conversation and just coming prepared and armed with questions. If you are in an office currently, that means going into the coffee room, even if you don't drink coffee, pretend, you know, and ask people, you know, how did you spend your weekend? What did you do? You might find like I did one of our finance. I think she was actually a VP of finance. Uh, She and I came to the office at around the same time. And I went into that kitchen to get coffee kind of because it was closer, but also because I just liked that coffee machine more. Anyway, so I would talk to her about it, about her weekend. And I was super awkward at this time. I I did not have the people skills that I have now. I was super, very much an introvert and didn't know what to do. So I, I walked up to her and, and I, before coffee, before being able to think really, I just said, Hey, how was your weekend? What did you do? Very light question. Learn some small talk. It won't kill you. And she started telling me about 
this TV show that she watched on Sunday nights that she really enjoyed. Well, I was being forced to watch that TV show. (laughs) Not really forced. I wanted to hang out with people and I was dating my current husband now, only husband, hopefully ever in my life. And, and so I said, Oh, I watched that show too on Sunday nights. I didn't actually like it, but I let her know that I didn't lie. I just let her know that I liked that. I, that I watched it. And so we started connecting over it. Every Monday, we would talk about the show, what happened, and and she started to like me. That actually got me, helped me get my next job at the next company. That helped me almost double my salary. Just talking about that one TV show every Monday morning for literally two minutes with this VP of finance. So the affinity bias, that that is so strong. It is so important to get people to like you. And it is equally important, if not more important, to understand how it's affecting you when you're in a position of power. Make sure to hire people based on their merits, not on how much you like them. Make sure when you are interviewing a new candidate or you are helping your boss or people around your company interview candidates, make sure your decisions are based on merit, based on actual fact and not how much you connected with or how much you like that other person. So bottom line here, connect with people and people will like you. Realize that people who connect with you will help you because they like you. There's actually, there's nothing wrong with that. I keep saying that. It sounds like you're doing something evil by getting people to like you. There's nothing wrong with being friendly and getting people to like you. Okay. You continue to be your excellent self at the office and you'll just have more cards in your favor. That's it. And then make sure that you're not hiring people just because you like them and not because they they have merit. You can like the people you hire. That's fine. Just make sure that they also have accomplishments and merit behind it too. So understand as you're listening to this, the affinity bias could be why you're not in management yet. If you've been struggling with, you, you've been told that you're not management material or you're struggling to get into that career that you want, it could be because you haven't made friends. That's, that is how a lot of companies work. So work with the system that exists now. And then when you're in power, where, when you're in the position that you want to be in, and even before that, as you're getting there, make sure to expose those biases and make the right decisions for companies based on merit, based on real experience and achievement. All right. I hope this was helpful. I hope it wasn't too confusing with the affinity bias. Go ahead and look it up. I gave you a few stories to show you how it can work to your advantage and how it can work to your disadvantage and the other side of the corn, the, the, <laughs> the corn, the coin, the horns effect. And just, just know that these psychological, it's not really a condition, uh, these psychological, I guess, patterns exist, okay? So use them, recognize them, and don't let them use you. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. I'll see you in the next episode. Have a great rest of your week. 
Thank you for listening to Management Material. If you like what you're listening to, please rate us on iTunes. I track those ratings like I tracked my GPA in college. And let me know what else you want to hear about. I'm an open book. I can't wait to see you in the next episode.